Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. I am your host, Cam Hayward, and there is Hayden right there. But we got a great show for you. We got to talk some Cardinals, got to talk some injuries, got to talk some tea that's going around the NFL. Um, and we also give you a pre- preview of the Patriots as well. But uh, Hayden, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. I mean, Sunday was tough. I was actually in town, so I got to deal with you after that. Um, tough, and we'll, and we'll get to that. But I do think we need to start today with the announcement. I didn't even know it until I saw your mom's tweet. But congratulations, you are the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Steelers again. What is this? What, what year are we on for this? We are on... This is my 2022 one, but we'll, we'll start with this one. But uh, we are on t- my sixth nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, Award. Um, it's pretty special. Um, I'm starting to feel more older and older um, the more they keep nominating me. But uh, it's always a big honor to be nominated and be able to represent my team, uh, my community, uh, but also a great man like Walter Payton. Yeah, I know. I, I know how important this one is to you. And I know you do all that stuff, not for the award, but you would really like to win this one. Um, my question is, who we got to talk to this year? Who we got to have on the show? Well, who do we need to get here? I think we tried uh, Whitworth last year. didn't work. Do we need to have Walter Payton Jr. on the show? Who is it that we need to make sure this thing is in the bag this year? I don't think you really need to have anybody on. And, you know, you never want to screw up a process like that. I think um, it's just about doing the work and making sure that uh, your message gets clear. Um, but, uh, you know, you're never concerned with winning an award. Uh, you're more concerned. You're more concerned with the work you do and how you uh, go about helping others. Um, because, yes, you are able to wear, win a cool award, but there's a lot that goes into it and you can help a lot of people in your community because of it. So, uh, that's what I'm really concerned with. Um, you know, it's always, it's always really special to be recognized with guys like Whitworth, um, you know, Clayus Campbell, Dak won it last year. Uh, those guys have been, you know, great role model models in their community. And so, um, you know, we're always striving for that. And we're always striving to make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah, I know. All jokes aside, I, we're not going to cheat to win this thing. You're going to earn it. Um, where's this come from, mm-hmm. though? I know we've talked about it before, but you've always had this in you. You've been like this since your rookie year. Tell a little bit about where this comes from. For me, it comes from um, both my parents. Um, you know, I'm a kid um, that was given every opportunity. Um, and my parents, you know, strive to, you know, show us that we were blessed, but, uh, they, they strive more to show us that we could help out others. Um, and then because of that, you know, I'm a kid of loss, uh, losing my dad, losing my grandfather, being in Pittsburgh. Um, I felt a responsibility to, um, not only give back to the community, but make a difference in the community um, and continue to just keep striving for more, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, going to Children's Hospital or Craig's Closet where we get suits for young men or the little libraries in honor of my grandfather. We actually did, um, we were at Craig's Closet. We did a Craig's Closet um, in my grandfather's uh, high school where he was one of the first African-Americans to teach there. So, um, that was pretty big for us. Uh, you know, going to cafe momentum and seeing kids that, um, 
you know, have struggled a lot, but are learning how to run a business, learning how to be a part of a restaurant, um, giving kids a chance. Um, you know, and then, you know, I think back to the camp's kindness again and uh, going to the caring place, one of the biggest grief centers on the north in the northeast and seeing that um, everybody deals with loss uh, and sharing my story and letting kids and, you know, adults as well know that um, just because you lost someone doesn't mean you can't let their legacy live on. And that's what we've tried to do. And that's what we're trying to pass on through uh, the Hayward House. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm, it's one of the coolest things you do. And honestly, as your friend, one of the more prouder things I think I am of you, because it's like the football stuff's great, oh. but no, but helping other people out, not everybody does it. And I think it's pretty cool that you do it. Um, where are the, my cause, my cleats. I can't believe I was up there and didn't even get to see them. Yeah, you didn't get to see them because I was already giving them to uh, the caring place. <laughs> uh, you know, this year um, I had thought to, you know, do the shoes in honor of the caring place. I just felt very moved uh, in working with them this year and getting a chance to talk to those kids. So I wanted to just give them a treat and send the cleats their way. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll do next year my cause, my cleats, uh, the Hayden Walsh experience, <laughs> helping out a buddy. So uh, we'll see what we can do. All right. That's, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. So that's some great stuff, obviously. We have yes. to uh, – we do not run from anything here. We have to go over right. Sunday, uh, 24-10 lost at the Cardinals. Um, as a fan, that's a bad loss. I'm just going to tell you, you can't lose to a 2-9 and nine football team. Uh, you don't need to be told that, but I'm just going to say it. Um, what happened? What the hell happened? First of all, as a fan and as a friend, I want to say you can always lose any game. And it's not overlooking. Um, I think you overlook someone when you say they're 2-9. and nine. Um, But I think uh, they got the job done. Um, we lost in every facet of that game. Uh, and I will be the first one to admit that. It's not anything I like to talk about or like to admit, but... Um, the proof is in the pudding. You know, they, uh, con they controlled um, the scoring drives. Um, they were able to have less penalty yards than us. Um, I, I thought penalties played a huge part in this game. Um, you know, they um, weathered the storm. Our defense had a chance to get off the field uh, multiple times, and we didn't. That 99-yard drive they had was critical to them winning and uh you're playing catch up and our offense didn't do enough to catch back up special teams had way too many penalties um i'm saying all this right now that i wouldn't say in front of anybody on our team so i just think um the mistakes we made uh them winning the rushing battle i thought we we won the rushing battle for most of the game uh but they waged war um james connor was able to uh, catch fire late and, you know, um, really sustain drives. Um, you know, we didn't make them settle for three enough. Uh, all of these different things I'm talking about, I, I feel like um, defense, offense, and special teams, you do that on Sundays, uh, you're asking to get beat. You know, you're not giving yourself a clear chance to do it. And, you know, tip your hat to them. They got the job done. Yeah, and I think um, one thing I want to know, uh, I think Tomlin actually alluded to it, but Landon Roberts losing him, another middle linebacker gone, I felt like he had, I think he said communication had kind of fallen off at that point. Is that why there were some mix-ups in the back end, or what do you equate it to? 
You know, I, I think you look at um, what Alandon brings and what the other two linebackers we've lost. Um, they all had experience and, um, you know, they were with us since training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that communication was flowing exclusively through those three guys. Um, and so uh, it, it's been tough to, you know, replicate that, but uh, hopefully we can get Landon back soon. Um, other guys are going to have to step up, but on on a defense, especially at home, because it's so loud and our fans are loud and we appreciate that, um, it becomes very vital that you have good communications because you have checks. Um, you have different gaps you cover in the run game. Um, you know, we have to be very fluid. You know, you got to use signals. You got to talk. You got to make sure if you see someone misalign that, you know, you bump them on the, on the, on the button, move them over. Uh, all things you got to do throughout a game to make sure everybody gets lined up and then you can play football. Yeah, I mean, tough. Losing losing that many guys at that position has got to be difficult. Um, just because, like you said, they haven't mm-hmm. been there. Um, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Um, right. Was really encouraged by the first possession. I thought they moved the ball really well, hit George on a long pass, couldn't punch it in, but I still thought they looked good. Obviously, Kenny goes down, and the wheels kind of falling off at that point. How's Kenny doing? Have you talked to him? And what's what's looking next for Mitch? You know, I think today is Tuesday, so I think Kenny had surgery today, um, or he might have had it yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to really talk to him. Um, But, you know, I just told him I'll I'll be able to massage his ankle when he needs me to (laughs) and um, come over and use these bare hands for a good reason. Um, But, you know, I think with the injuries and with the penalties on offense, it's hard to get going again. Uh, For us, you got to weather the storm. Um, You know, too many penalties we had in that game, uh, and you, could, I would love to see a stat that showed how many drives are killed for offenses when you uh, have penalties. Uh, because, man, it's it's hard in this league to just have ten yards to get on a first down. You start stacking another ten to get the another first down. It's a it's a hard mountain to climb, and so we need to improve on that. Um, we need to be cleaner on special teams, uh, and hopefully we can you know, stop digging and start climbing. Yeah. I, uh, one thing I do want to bring up, you said that that's a fan's perspective. That's why taking them lightly two and nine, but one of your teammates said you guys took them lightly. Jalen Warren said, I guess we just took them lightly later than we should have. Is that true? Did we, did we, what do we think everybody took them lightly? What do we think? No. Okay. Well, thank you. No, I would just say, <laughs> I would just say, you know, Jalen's entitled to his opinion, but um, you know, you prepare week in and week out. Um, you know, I don't ever overlook a person if he did. You know, so be it. But uh, the work comes due on Sundays, and so you can never overlook somebody. You got to continue um, to have the group going and prepared to, you know, seize those opportunities. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make make it clear that my point about a two and nine football team. Maybe other people felt that way. Okay. Just, no. Just saying. No. Maybe maybe your boy knows no. a little bit more than you think. No. Okay. Well, let's move on uh, around the league a little bit here. I saw some conflicting reports today. Zach Wilson. So there's two things going on here. Have you heard about the Zach Wilson issue here? I've just heard about okay, it. Okay. So you've heard just heard about it that the rumors are he was actually asked to come back and start and he said he did not want to now the jets are refuting that report i guess my question is if this is true 
as a player, would you want this to almost be exposed? Because if a guy doesn't want to come back and play, then he probably doesn't need to be there. When did it become a, a point of wanting to expose anything? Um, the locker room is one of the most sacred places. Um, and what's talked between a coach and a player should be, remain between a coach and a player and the other teammates. Uh, I've never been to the point where, oh, we have to get this out exclusively to the media and make sure they know exactly what happened. Um, you know, I, of course I can share my side of the story, but, um, you know, I think – I don't know what exactly happened, um, and I'm not going to try and say, hey, the coach definitely wanted him to come back, and you know, now the quarterback's not want to come back. Uh, the, the rule is you protect the locker room, and you keep it moving. All right, that's your take. Now, do you, have, you ever had a, have you ever had a teammate, though, who you think maybe leaked stuff, or a coach that maybe leaked stuff to the media, or anything like that? Do you, or maybe other teams have that? Well, we just had something leak about Deontay and Minka, so obviously <laughs> I've had somebody leak stuff before. Do I think it's right? No, it's stupid. Um, you know, I, I understand media has a job, but um, do I go to their job and say, "Oh, you got in a scuffle, or you got in an argument with somebody"? No, um, arguments happen, disagreements happen. So be it. Like, I, I, I know we like to think like nobody's allowed to disagree with anybody, but man, that's life. Like, I've never, I think me and Hayden have argued before plenty of times. And so I think we magnify that and we say, oh my gosh, two guys aren't agreeing. Like, yeah, that's life. Deal with it. I just think it gets a little more, uh, it's a more heated what? altercation in a locker room than it would be at like the water cooler at the office where two guys are going to get into it and say the things maybe that you may say at a locker room. I saw Dwight and Andy get into it and there was a <laughs> duel. So, you know, you could say what you want about, you know, the arguments in a football locker room. There, there's stuff that happens at the water cooler as well. Yeah. When in doubt, always reference the office. You can never go wrong there. Um <laughs> Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet. Up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050.
or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, I want to keep going around here a little bit. What was your reaction yes. to Florida State getting left off the Final Four? I was like, dang. Uh, you know, you look at it and you think um, they're undefeated, won every game. Um, and I'm not a big believer that you award a team um, that, you know, I feel like one, rank, rankings happen, and I don't know, not, not everybody agrees. But I felt like undefeated teams have the prereqs mm-hmm. to, you know, dominate the conversation to be in before another team. Um, it's an SEC-driven, you know, um, SEC-driven uh, league and NCAA. Um, and I'm, I'm always a little thrown off by that uh, because – you know, we we penalize most most teams. We penalize teams like uh, Florida State for struggling uh, and barely winning games. Hello, two weeks ago, Alabama barely beat Auburn, who Auburn lost to New Mexico State. So, um, I just think we we try to massage it and say, oh, we really think Alabama is the most deserving when we just know Alabama has a bigger fan base and they're not going to get their butts kicked by the, by the time they get there. Well, I guess my question too on this would be is where do you stand on the argument? 
Is it most mm-hmm. deserving or the four best teams? Because I think I think you would agree with me. If Alabama and Florida State played today, you would take Alabama in that game. Yeah, of course. So of course. that's kind of my thing. But your Buckeyes a couple years ago won a national right. championship with the third quarterback. Now, I understand they dominated the Big Ten championship and they looked great and Florida State did not look as good offensively. But the guy who played quarterback on Saturday for Florida State isn't even going to be playing. Their second stringer had a concussion. He'll be back in four weeks. I, I and it's an SEC thing. You're right. They were never going to leave out the SEC champ. Okay, and I'll, I'll bring this up. Okay, Ohio State lost. When did they lose? They lost to Virginia Tech early in the season. Mm-hmm. And so they had they had a body of work where they constantly improved from then on out. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, Alabama should have lost to Auburn. Mm-hmm. They should have been done. They should have been buried. They did not. Auburn lost New Mexico State. Totally different topic. But what I'm saying is you've we've had teams constantly trend upwards. Right now you have Alabama. They're like this. They're, they're just all over the place. And I think you're just rewarding a team because they won the SEC championship. When, you know, w- when we look at UGA, we're going to say they didn't play enough good competition all around. You know, they didn't schedule anybody outside their conference. So I I, I don't – this was a down year for the SEC, and nobody wants to talk about it. But, man, I don't think we really looked at, you know, the body of work of an Alabama. I feel bad for the Florida State guys. Uh, You go undefeated. You win the last two games. And, you know, I – you know, I heard somebody say it the other day they would never do that to Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, an undefeated conference champ. I mean, very rarely gets left out. And I know there's only four slots, but I don't know. I mean, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I'm it just felt like the, It just felt like the voters, you know, they wanted to clean this up as much as possible because this is the last time they're really going to have to do this when you go to 12 teams. So, you know, you, you got your payday. You got you made sure you got your, your big teams in that you, you think it's going to be a big draw. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they, it is going to be a big draw though. They got four great names. I mean, it's going to be great. Um, so we, me and you actually had this conversation this weekend. We were talking about guys skipping bowl games. And I thought when it goes to a 12 team playoff, less guys will skip bowl games than now. And you disagreed with me on that, right? Yeah. Well, Caleb Williams is not going to play in the holiday bowl. Is that the right move or the wrong move on Caleb Williams's part? Uh, oh man. See the player in me always wants to play. Um, you know, um, you have an opportunity, uh, to play, you play. Um, Caleb Williams is entitled. I know he's probably thinking, Hey, I'm probably done with college football. Um, and it's, it's really interesting because the more games you throw at a kid, um, the more I think that, they're going to pass up with that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're you're asking for multiple games outside of your regular season uh, to beat up on your body and risk a chance of getting hurt. So be it. Um, you know, you're going to start to see it. Uh, I, I brought this point up to Hayden outside of um, this episode. I said, you know, years ago we had Najigba miss uh, games and just didn't come back. Bosa did the same thing. Um, you start looking at 
you know, the landscape in this thing. I get you want it to be competitive as hell. You want to make sure you have the big draws of every big game. But the college player who's preparing for the next level is going to start thinking, why should I play? What is really in for me? I, I have a chance to take care of my family and not get hurt. And I've already secured myself as a top three pick. The quarterback's not really going to be entitled to stay. You don't think NIL may even get these guys to stay a little bit longer? Or maybe play the game out? Uh, well, NIL, is, is it's interesting. So you can try to get guys to stay, right? But the thing about it is, that's a year away from actually signing a contract. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's the risk you take. Do you stay an extra year and make maybe a million, two million dollars? Or do you go to the NFL and say, hey, I'm going to be a first round draft pick. I can make 20 to 30 as a quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. That's going to be a hard sell for these young kids. And I, I understand nobody wants to talk about that because I think, oh, college is great. But what is college for? To move on to the next level. Yeah. Uh, well, on, this was thrown in the chat by one of our producers here. If Dion was coaching FSU, do they get in? Hell yeah, they get in. <laughs> Dion was the biggest draw this year. So, so Dion, overs- he is actually bigger than the SEC. He's the only person who could have gotten them in. Yes, Dion was doing the commercials with Saban for That's the uh, Affleck. That's true. So, you know, Dion was right there with Saban. If Dion was with FSU right now, there's not a chance in hell that FSU wouldn't be in, in the college playoff. It's just um, everybody's looking for a great story to talk about. It would have been, can Dion get the guys over the hump? Can Dion find a way to win? They didn't want to give FSU a fair chance to win that. You know, their 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 injuries came at the wrong time for that team. Um, and man, I I feel bad for those kids because I feel like they earned it throughout the year. But you think same situation? They put Dion in. What does that say about the system, though? That that's that really. I mean, you know what the system is. It's insane. You know what the system is. You know they're never gonna give away the opportunity for the best game possible. That's, I mean, best games always matter. Well, but but if Dion's there, Florida State's not the best game. Then, bam, it it's Dion. I, I, it's Dion. It's Dion. It's Dion. They'd probably be showing him. Oh after, my gosh, they'd follow know, him around for a month. Oh, they would yeah. be all over Colorado or Florida State, wherever he was. Yeah. Oh, it'd be a made-for-TV thing. It would be. Oh, you know, and now the the Sanders boys have got commercials. I love it, but man, they would they would have been eating it up if they got Dion in the college ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now we got to move to Pittsburgh's favorite segment with Christian Kuntz. Uh, it's coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And now it's time for the segment that nobody waits for. Uh, a short <laughs> time with a long snapper, uh, our friend, sometimes, Mr. Koontz. How you doing today, Koontz? Um, Laugh it up, Edna. That's Connor you, Stallions you. to you, Cam. That's Connor Stallions right there. Thank you. You're just salty because I'm wearing the Michigan gear, but I'm not wearing it. As like a dig towards you, I can I root for a team that's in the college football playoff? I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't on when you played Ohio State. I'm, I didn't come at you. No okay. need for hostility. I got some things I got to get off my chest. I was writing down when you came on the, on the screen. Uh, first, uh, is that Presley's sweatshirt? <laughs> it looked a little big. It's Mason Cole's, dude. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Now that he says that, it does look a little big up top. But it's all right. You fill it out nice. You fill yeah, it out. Nice. It's all right. It's a good okay. Speaking of the sweatshirt, I looked at the Jordan logo. It looks like he's doing a split rather than he's jumping. So, okay. Okay. Now you, it looks a little bit better. Are you saying it's fake? It's real. It's real stuff. Yeah, it's it, real, it, real stuff. I don't know if it's fake. This is authentic. You know. This is authentic gear. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but have you been shaving your eyebrows, by the way? Don't start. Here he goes. Here he goes. He's gonna try to roast my eyebrows for some reason. Like I don't have. Like I shave my eyebrows. Like they look a little different. Yeah. I mean, Coots, look at mine. It could be a lot worse, dude. I mean, you. I'd rather have them thin than buy thick ones. So don't feel because, bad. Okay. Okay. And then this is my last thing. Um, the only reason I asked about the eyebrows, he's covering up with the hat. Because he got a haircut lately. Do you want to show everybody your haircut? Oh, no problem. I mean, I, 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 I saw him this weekend. I was to say his hair looked good this yeah, weekend. His hair looks good. good. What are I you talking about? Short. There's no problem. I don't gotta, you know, no more gel in the hair. I don't gotta worry about frizzing it around. There's, it's no problem. I mean, it's no problems. It looks better looks now. Great. Two weeks later, it looks a lot better now because it was a little rough. Um, you could, it looked like a baby's bottle on the back of his head. So, uh, you know, it looked, fre- it looked fresh as you're saying fresh. It just wanted, it needed one of those on the back of his head. Just say that. <laughs> I got plenty of those. In the locker. I got, I got smacked a couple of times. <laughs> Not, so next haircut, you're in trouble. Everybody's in Where trouble. have you been? We've been trying to get you on for so long. Um, you know, I know you got the haircut. Uh, before we get where you've been, uh, this was just brought to our attention. Who's got a better haircut, you or TJ? Oh, I mean, me, my haircut. I got my haircut. I mean, I'm, any guy's going to say his own haircut. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say TJ's haircut, even though you want me to say TJ's haircut because you're like, you want to be a Watt brother so bad. No, no, I, my haircut. Do you guys hey, go to the same hey, barber? What? I mean, it's pretty obvious. You guys go to the better. same barber. Hey, right. we go to the same barber because there's the same barbers in the facility. Like, what? Wait, you really guys do go to the same got barber? A zero or something. He like buzzed his hair off. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Coots got a nice little thing of cabbage there, man. Look at that. He can run his hands through it. TJ can't do that. Mm. 
This isn't about no. We're not doing this. Where, where have you been for the last two weeks? We've been trying to find you, and you've just been unavailable. I just uh, well, you didn't ask me the one week you guys forgot. Well, that's because you were you were too busy talking to Miles Garrett after the game, so we never heard from you again. Wow, is that the last time I was on? We we exchanged jerseys. Did you really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dude, we why why do you bring that up, Cam? Like we didn't. I know, I know. I just like starting stuff, so I want you know Steelers Nation to know that their Duquesne boy is just a, a real jerk. And he actually is with Miles Garrett. No, he just good game, bro. Good game. See you later. Like just anybody that I come across, good game. Stay healthy. Good luck the rest of the year. You wouldn't know about that because you're probably trying to fight somebody at midfield. For Wait, no Coons. Okay, so you heard about the Deontay and Mika fight? Did you do anything? I don't know what you're talking about. I I have no idea what happened. <laughs> good man, good man. That is my guy's that, ready for the Cam locker room. Cam is so room. proud of you. Cam is so proud. Of you. We just talked earlier about yes. about how the locker room needs to be a tight knit. Nobody say anything. No leaks. And look at you like a pro, man, a veteran. Who just <laughs> was this a test? It, it was a test. I think it was. Passed. I think he was. Dude, a test. This is ridiculous. Oh, we might actually get you a not just football t shirt just because of that. There you go. Well, nice, thank Cam. you. I'm an XL, maybe a two X, depending how they fit. If they're tight. Real Whoa. tight. I like them a little bigger. Two X. After, after, after looking at that Mason, yeah. After looking at that Mason Cole, you might be a large, but my guy. This is like one of those sweaters that you wear with like a winter coat. Don't judge it by my neck. I mean, dude, he's an offensive lineman. I'm a. This sweater fits fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get to the topics of the day. Um, did you see the Green Law and Big Dom altercation? That happened during the uh, the Forty ers and Eagles game. I did. I mean, that, so it's big big Dom's coach Sirian. He's like security guy, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's. A, I've never seen a non football guy like I think Coach Shanahan said get kicked out of a game um, from the sideline. Would Wait. you be willing to become Big Dom of the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, I, Dude, no. Wait, do you, does Tomlin have a security guard? Why does Sirianni need a security no, guard? Yeah, I don't. Know. We have security, but they're not on the sidelines. Like, yeah, and they I, probably I, shouldn't touch players, too, right? I mean, yeah. Dude, why would the coach need a security guard when he's on the sideline coaching? Like, it's he's. It doesn't make any sense. Like, who's going to touch him when he's on the sideline coaching? It, very strange. I I've never seen anything like that. Have you? Either of you ever? Like, do other teams have this? No, we have security, but I yes. just think the they got to stay out of the way. I don't think it really becomes an issue of a player insecurity. That's that's crazy to hear of. Is there a Steelers person who's untouchable like that? Who we got? Oh, Jack um, Kearney. Jack Kearney. Yeah, Jack would never be caught dead on the field like that. I think, no. like that's untouchable on the field. I would have to say. Big Marcel Pastor. You touch Marcel Pastor, we're all jumping in at that point. Who is that, if you don't mind me asking? He's our strength coach. He um he he played a little baseball in college at Virginia Tech, but he's been there a while. He's been there. Uh there, there's when was it, when did he get there? He 20 plus year. He this might be his 20th yeah. season. Yeah. 20. And so, 
he, he's awesome to be around. Um, him and Garrett Gimai do an amazing job. You touch either one of those dudes, uh, we're probably fighting you. Yeah, Gee. Gee and Cell, for sure. It's on site, as the yeah. kids would say. I mean, you guys were ready when Danny Smith went flying. I, Coots was definitely ready. The helmet went on. He was ready to go. That's his coach. You don't mess with him. Yeah, you're right. Coots wasn't ready. Coots just put on the helmet up, to make it look like he was ready. Pull up the tape. Pull up the tape. The man was ready for war. He Let didn't do tape. anything. Let he literally tape. didn't do anything. He, but no one else did either. <laughs> Yeah, because we make it fine. <laughs> oh, that's fair, too. <laughs> that's true. Yes. All right, let's move on. Um, Tua Tagalavoa. I don't even know how to say Tua's last name. But is playing the tears in heaven on guitar with the Manning cast. Um, this got us thinking, Koontz, do you have any special talents? Or are you talentless? Wow. Um, <laughs> what, a question. what a question! I'm not Jeez. really like no, no music. Um, I don't have a great voice, a singing voice. I'm, I'm not, I'm not very. Ta- I'd say ping pong's like my hidden talent. I feel like I'm, I'm a, I'm a very underrated ping pong player. What did you do at the rookie show? Just a little skit, like from a little movie skit. I from remember the Titans. I mean, we're, you, wait, you what skit? Time out, time out. What skit? Dude, what, he, what, 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 what scene? The strong side, left side with Bertier and. Oh, nice. So you were Julius, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, he was definitely Gary Bertier. And he, he's been trying to get me to do a rookie skit for, for four years now. He's been saying, Coots, you're up next, rookie skit. And like Boz and Presley, like they chime in and start saying my name. And then guys like turn around and like they're like, dude, get up there. Like they actually think I'm going to go up there and, and do a rookie skit. You should. You should. Yeah. Cam, what was yours? Oh, man. Um, well, when I was, when I did my, my rookie show, I did a skit as well. And I just did lookalikes and I just went through the crowd and we had pictures everywhere. You know, you got Mike T who looks like Omar Epps. Um, you know, That's uh, an easy one. give me a good one. What, is this what Terry Bradshaw and those guys made you do? Oh, that was a good oh, one. Wow. wow. Good Very one. nice. I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. Oh, I man. Oh, I man. Now we got to get. I'm about to cook a long snapper. How about that? Hey, <laughs> hey, what was. Where did uh, Duquesne end up uh, in the college playoff? Same place as Ohio State. Yeah, thanks. No. Thanks, yeah. No. I mean, they, dude, they made the FCS playoffs. That's huge. That's big time They for did? Us. Yeah. Did they win? No. Is it, they've already played? Did they already start? Sorry. Probably they already played, yeah. I think, they played I think, on PBS. <laughs> the FCS is into the semifinals now. Like, their, their season, come on. I think they're playing against Tyson's son next week. We would crush them. We would pummel them. I don't know about that, my guy. <laughs> I don't know about that, my guy. Are you serious? We would if Duquesne played North Alligator, we'd kill it. I don't know about that. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's a guarantee. Um, but now we gotta bring up the coolest thing about this week, besides Coons getting a haircut. Um, the GTA six trailer did you guys see that i did see that that was outrageous are you guys gonna cop that hoosier Hoosier. hey hoosier yeah yeah we're hoosiers 
Heather's, <gasps> Heather's from in Hoosier. Come here. Don't growl. Does Hoosier want to come on camera real quick? I mean, you can yeah. definitely bring Hoosier in if that's, yeah, yeah. if you want to bring yeah. him in. The come people on, love dogs. Hoosier. Come here. Come here. The people love it. Come here. Come here. Hey, I got to get him. Hold on. Oh. So, so he doesn't does like listen. you. He does not listen well. He does <laughs> we not just listen. found out Hoosier is not, <laughs> not Koontz's dog. Yes. Wait, that's not true. Hold on. Yeah, is also he, too. He is, are you he, screaming he, at the dog? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. You know, he doesn't trust me because I've been tricking him too much. Oh, no. Here he comes. Here he comes. Come here. Come here. Come All right. Here. A bit of truth. Does what kind of dog is this? Come here, come here. You'll see. Come here. Come on. Come here. Is it even a dog over there? Is just, it just like <laughs> is Presley just messing around right now? <sighs> oh, there's Hoosier. Hey Hoosier, how you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Wow, Hoosier. You've just made this show a lot better. Can we have a short time with just Hoosier? He would love that. Oh, he would. Yeah. He'd be good at it too, it looks like. Yes. All right, that was too much work. I'm sweating. That's more work than you do during practice. So I worked know. harder than you. I know. I worked rest, harder rest than you. Rest up. Rest up. How's, uh, how, how's this week been practice-wise? What's it look like on a Thursday game? I'm sure both your bodies are just worn out. How's it feel? <laughs> how's it feel? How's it feel this week? Yeah, Koontz looks around. And it's yeah, like, short man, I'm so sore. And Koontz is just waking up. I just had a great week, you know, <laughs> barely got touched, didn't have a lot of field goals. You know, we made the most out of the situation. I stubbed my finger, Hayden. It's not, mm. it's been a sore, I've been Are sore you on the report or no? Thing, dude, it's fat. Look how fat that is. I mean, careful. If you're not on the report, I don't want the team getting in trouble or anything. So you better be playing Thursday. Let's see the rest of those fingers because they all look like sausage fingers. When's this segment over? <laughs> 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 Okay, wait, let's let's just end. Tell me what you thought about the GTA 6 uh, leak or trailer. <laughs> um, I thought it was exactly what I, you know, how I envisioned Miami to be like if we were, you know, out in Miami. It just looked like it was a GTA Miami version. I mean, it looked really realistic to me. I don't know how they were able to do that, but it was worth the wait. It's going to be worth the wait in 2025. And we're going to be running around there with doing heist. It's going to be great. The three of us, we're all going to create our characters, throw it in there. Let's go, baby. I like okay, that. last question. Last question with that. Koontz, are you going to give your guy a mullet or are you just going to keep it shaved? No, clean shave. We're, we're, we're done with the mullet, dude. I'm not the type of guy to put gel in my hair. I like waking up and throwing some water in it. Get on you the can't. Road. You can't say you're not the type of guy who does that when you've literally been doing it for months. I wasn't putting gel in it. That's the yes, reason you I were. Thought. You were definitely putting no, when you I, went when you went to that children's hospital and acted like Harry Potter. You had gel in your hair. That was for the you costume. Had, <laughs> that was for the costume. You had gel in your hair. That was for the costume. That was the one time I only did it. Well, ladies costume. and gentlemen. You just found out that Christian Kuntz is a liar and he looks like Connor Stallions. Great job. Put him on. And so I want to say thank you to Kuntz for coming on. We'll see if we invite you back. Um, And uh, that's our show. See you next week.